1: When parts of the body don't do what they should do, then other parts of the body have to compensate. And it puts undue stress on parts that are not designed for that particular function and it diminishes the effectiveness of the whole.
0: Parts of the body and the whole of the body. That's what we're looking at today on Study Verse by Verse online at highlands.us. Welcome to our program. Pastor Layton Shealy takes us back to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. We have been exploring these gifts of the Spirit and to what end and what purpose is our focus today. It's all about the body of Christ. Each one of us has our own unique specific gift for the purpose of benefiting others and glorifying God in the midst of a godless generation. Let's explore that truth further, shall we? Here's Pastor Layton and today's study,
1: verse by verse. Spiritual gifts are given to equip the church to carry out its ministry until Christ returns. They are how the church functions as the body of Christ. Love is the catalyst that allows spiritual gifts to be valuable and meaningful. We have been called as Christians, the body of Christ, to continue the ministry of Christ, to seek and to save that which is lost. Now, we seek and save those which are lost by pointing them to Jesus, through whom they can be reconciled to God. And we accomplish this by doing what Jesus did, preaching and teaching and counseling and praying, healing the sick and so forth. And we do it in the same leading and by the same power that Jesus did his ministry as well, the power of the Holy Spirit. The Gospels declare clearly that the Holy Spirit was guiding and empowering Jesus Christ continually in his ministry. He was conceived by the Holy Spirit. He was filled with the Holy Spirit. He was led by the Holy Spirit. He was empowered by the Holy Spirit. In his first sermon recorded for us in Luke chapter 4, Jesus stood up and said, The Spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. Preaching is a spiritual gift. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, healing, a spiritual gift. Release the oppressed to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor, evangelism, another spiritual gift. So because the Spirit of the Lord was on Jesus, all of the spiritual gifts were manifest in his life and he is the model for the rest of us in life and ministry that same holy spirit it guides us and empowers us for ministry as well romans 8:11 says the spirit of god who raised jesus from the dead lives in you now previously in our study we've looked at the spiritual gifts enumerated in verses 8, 9 and 10 today we're going to look at some of the spiritual gifts enumerated for us in verse 27 But let's read from verse 7 so we have a context for our study today. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. For to one is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom, and to another the utterance of knowledge according to the same Spirit. To another faith by the same Spirit. To another gifts of healing by the one Spirit. To another the working of miracles. To another prophecy. To another the ability to, to distinguish between spirits. Discernment in some of your translations to another various kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. All of these are empowered by one and the same spirit who apportions to each one individually as he wills. Paul then goes into launching a description of the church as the body of Christ and he underscores how each part of the body performs a separate and distinct function but how all of the parts are interdependent upon each other and the body cannot be healthy unless all of the parts are contributing their function to the body. The eye can't say to the hand, I have no need of you. The hand can't say to the foot, I have no need of you. All of the parts depend on the other parts doing their job. Now, when parts of the body don't do what they should do, then other parts of the body have to compensate. And it puts undue stress on parts that are not designed for that particular function, and it diminishes the effectiveness of the whole. Now, if your feet refuse to do what they should do, then you can walk around in your hands, but uh, you're not gonna run as fast, and uh, your hands really weren't designed for that, so they're probably going to be injured and not be able to do all that they were designed to do. Um, the, the, the the point is is that people who have bodies that are in that kind of a condition, we would call them crippled, when the parts of the body aren't doing what they're supposed to do what they were designed to do well, when parts in the body of Christ are not doing what they're supposed to do, then the body of Christ is crippled, and you have other parts trying to compensate for the missing parts and sometimes that affects their ability to do their own part, and And so the Christian church is crippled. Now, let's pick it up at verse 27. Now, you are the body of Christ and individually members of it. And God has appointed in the church first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then miracles, then gifts of healing, helping, administrating, and various kinds of tongues. Now, today we're going to look at apostles. We're going to just barely touch on prophets Because we're going to look at that in greater depth when we look at chapters 13 and 14. We're going to look at teachers and and teacher preachers. And uh, and then after doing this introduction, the Apostle Paul asks a series of rhetorical questions. He says, are all apostles? And the obvious answer to that is no. Not everyone has got the gift of apostle. Are all prophets? And the answer is no. Are all teachers? No. Do all work miracles? No. Do all possess gifts of healing? can you imagine if every Christian had the gift of healing? We would empty the hospitals about that quick, you know? Do all speak with tongues? No. Do all interpret? No. Now, there are some churches that teach if you don't speak in tongues, you're not really a Christian. And there are some churches that say if you don't speak in tongues, you can't be a pastor. But according to the scripture, not everybody speaks in tongues. Not every believer speaks in tongues. Uh, Our gifts are different, and it is in our diversity of our gifts that makes for our our strength. We are designed to be interdependent, working in relationship with one another. I depend on you for the gifts that God has given you, and vice versa. Uh, God is, by nature, relational, uh, and his creation reflects his character. Animals breathe oxygen and exhale carbon dioxide. Plants inhale carbon dioxide and exhale oxygen. They need each other. Creation was designed to work together in relationship. We were designed to need each other. And then Paul says something interesting in verse 31. He says, earnestly desire the higher gifts. Now, this can be somewhat of a controversial verse. You may have a footnote in your translation that says it could also be translated, you wrongly desire the higher gifts or the more public or showy gifts. You see, Paul had spent many chapters reprimanding the Corinthian believers for their arrogance and desire for attention. They weren't interested in the gift of helps. They just wanted to be up in front where everybody could, could uh, worship them instead. And everybody wanted to leave, lead. Nobody wanted to serve. And so it is possible that the Apostle Paul was saying that this is a wrong. This is a wrong. But in 1 Corinthians fourteen five, he repeats the word he uses here for higher, when he says, He who prophesies is greater than he who speaks in tongues, unless someone interprets, so that the church may be edified. So here, the greater gifts are those that edify the church. And that's consistent with Paul's statement a few verses later, when he says, Since you are eager for the manifestations of the Spirit, strive to excel in building up the church. That's in 1 Corinthians fourteen twelve. So the higher gifts are those that build up the church, And benefit others. Those are the higher gifts. Now there are some who teach that all spiritual gifts are bestowed at spiritual birth. When you're spiritually born, God gives you all of your spiritual gifts. And in so much as God knows everything, and therefore God knows every spiritual gift you will ever need in your entire life to perform and fulfill the call for which he has called you, it is possible that at birth God gives every believer every spiritual gift that they're ever gonna need or use however there's also a different understanding as well because in one corinthians twelve eleven we find the words he apportions to each one individually as he wills and the word apportions in that verse is in the present participle which indicates a continuing activity over time so we could paraphrase that verse as saying the holy spirit is always continuing to distribute or apportion gifts to each person individually just as he wills to do so it is possible that we're in a situation we need a spiritual gift in that moment the Holy Spirit endows us with that spiritual gift it's either a permanent spiritual gift or it's endowed for that specific event but that the Holy Spirit is always continually distributing gifts as needed now I want to invite you to turn in your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 4 Ephesians chapter 4 because there are other lists in the New Testament of spiritual gifts and Ephesians chapter 4 contains another list. Uh, I'm going to be picking it up at verse 11. Ephesians 4, 11. And he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry for building up the body of Christ. Now, this is a list that's very similar the list is found in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Apostles, prophets, and teachers are mentioned there as well and in the same order. However, in Ephesians, evangelists are interjected after prophets and before shepherds and teachers. And so he says that these are given to equip the saints for works of ministry. There are some people who have been raised in environments where you use the word saint, and they immediately think of some believer who is long since dead. And uh, but that really doesn't make any sense. That's not what the New Testament means when it uses the word saints. For instance, the Apostle Paul writes his letters to the saints who are in Ephesus. Or Colossae, if the saints were dead, it wouldn't be any use writing to them because they're not going to read it anyway. So the New Testament, when you use the word saints, it's referring to uh, all believers, and particularly those who are alive. And uh, you'll notice here that God gives these gifts of leadership to equip the saints for works of ministry. Now some of us have been raised in backgrounds where the ministry is done by somebody with the collar or the title... Uh, or the degree. But according to the scriptures, every believer is called a full-time ministry, and these gifts of leadership in the church are, are given by God for the purpose of equipping the saints, the believers, for works of service. And those services
0: can be seen in full view if you join us this Sunday for worship if you're not part of a church. Consider this a formal invitation to join us at Church of the Highlands right here in San Bruno. If you go to our website, highlands.us, you'll find directions. Our service times in the sanctuary are at 9 a.m., 1130, and 5 p.m. Drive-in service at 10 a.m. We have child care provided and Sunday school for all ages. Again, you'll find all of the details and the information at our website, highlands.us. Do you have questions about the current series we're in the middle of? I'm sure that you probably do, many of us do, especially as it relates to spiritual gifts. Are they still in operation? Or are there specific rules and regulations for them? So many questions swirl around spiritual gifts. Well, the entire series we're currently presenting here on the air, it's available on our website to review at your convenience highlands.us. Again, highlands.us. Pastor Layton has addressed many of these questions in this series and still some questions to resolve as we'll continue next week looking once again at 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and our series called Spiritual Gifts. Have a great weekend. We'll see you back here Monday for Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Layton Sheely.